If I were to ask you to think back on some of your childhood experiences with your family, some of you might uh, feel feelings of fondness. Some of you may be a little hesitant to go back to those years. And others may be disdain or hostility. Regardless of your feelings, I think we can all agree that family, or parents especially, um, had a very large influence in shaping our development, especially our spiritual development. Even if your experiences were negative, hearing the positive stories of others can help us shape the way we deal with our current and future families. The role of parents as spiritual nurturers is a responsibility that God has given to us, and it's a very serious responsibility, one that at times can seem challenging and at other times very rewarding. This morning, we have a few families from our own church and our academy that are going to share some of their experiences with us. They'll be answering the questions, what experiences draw you close as a family? How do these experiences bring you together spiritually? And how do you see yourself as part of the church, both now and in the future? And we'll begin with the Standish family. Well, good morning, church. We're the Standish family. I'm James. And I'm Lisa. I'm Shay. And I'm Scott. And we've been asked to answer two questions. How do we draw together as a family, and how do we draw closer to God? So, Lisa, how do we do that? Well, we love to travel the world together. Dad tells us stories every evening, and we have worship and prayer. We like to cook, clean, and eat together. And James, what about you? Well, this year we joined the gym as a family, and uh, it's called LA Fitness, but Sky calls it La Finesse. <laughs> so, so watch out, church, give us 12 months and we're all gonna be very buff. <laughs> but it's not all uh, you know, progress and light in our family. We've had our struggles, and we continue to, of course, and what's one of the areas that we've struggled with? Well, I think media is an area where we struggle, and I'm sure a lot of you do as well. When we first got married, we said, we're not gonna have a TV. We're gonna spend time with God and with each other and we're not gonna try and have any distractions. Well, that lasted until last year. And then we thought, hmm, maybe we'll get Netflix. Lots of good stuff on there. But we soon found out that we didn't wanna let the sort of darkness that was, uh, that was pervasive there into our lives. So we found an alternative. We canceled our subscription and we signed up for Pure Flix. And how's that working out for you? Yeah, really well. Now, Sky, you and I both love comedy. And, but a lot of comedy, you know, it's, it's kind of um, a profane or, or, or even dirty. Where have you found good comedy that's uplifting? Well, I found it on Studio C. Um, they have comedies just made for the family, sketch comedies. Do you have a favorite episode? Yes. The Mad Scientist Creates Middle School. This evening, after Sabbath, when you get home, that's Studio C, The Mad Scientist Creates Middle School. That will tell you everything you need to know about middle school. Now, Shay, you like to read. What are some of the things that you've read and 
how have they impacted your ideas of spirituality? Okay. Well, the first book that I've read, I read it over the summer, is called Les Mis, or Les, Miser Les Miserables. It's written by Victor Hugo, and it outlines the struggle between rigid law and grace. Um, the second book that I've read is called The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel, who is a lawyer and also a, a journalist for the Chicago Tribune. Uh, it's, it shows an atheist perspective on all of the um, evidence for Christianity, and at the end of the book, he becomes a Christian. The last book is called um, Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow. Uh, some of you might be surprised to find that um, Hamilton was actually a Christian. Uh, he was a very devout Christian at the beginning of his life, but towards the middle of um, his life, his Christianity waned, and he became a little more of an atheist, I assume. Um, but at the end of his life, after his duel with Burr, he actually um, forgave Burr, uh, forgave everyone who'd ever wronged him, took communion, and asked for forgiveness for all of his sins. Do you see what happens when kids don't have smartphones? Just a suggestion. <laughs> so last night we decided to do an experiment because every presentation should have an experiment. And as Sky said, we decided to do an egg experiment. <laughs> what we did was we put an egg in pure water and we put one in and we put one in scarlet water. We're just gonna peel them and see what the impact is. You just hold them up. Friends, if we want to be pure, or if we want to be scarlet, just decide what we want to cook our minds in. If we want to be pure, put purity and light into our hearts. If we want to be scarlet, put scarlet into our lives. Just one more question. Sky, you love music? Yeah. And, uh, you know, what do you think of dad's music? Well, it's a little bit old-fashioned. It's not true. I like all the cool stuff. <laughs> so where do you find your music? Well, I find it on WGTS. I listen to it almost every day, every chance I get. And how does it make you feel? It makes me feel happy. It's just light, happy songs about God. Very good. Well, thank you so much. I just want to say one thing before we wrap it up. It's easy to get up in front of church and pretend to be a perfect family with all the answers. We are very far from perfect. We struggle with a lot of things. We have our ups and downs. We have, we, we, we're just uh, struggling through life like everybody else. And one of the things, these are just some of the ideas that we have to draw closer together and closer to God. And we thank you to the church for supporting us while we do that.
Hi, my name is Lauren, and I would like to introduce my family. This is my dad, Michael, my mom, Lorley, my sister, Olivia, and my brother, Michael. We moved here from Texas about three years ago when my dad joined the North American Division headquarters. Dad, what would you say is the key message our family would like to share with the congregation? I think the key message that we'd like to share with the congregation is that as a family, we're focused on one thing, and that's investing in eternity, investing in eternity. And so in, in investing in eternity, we tend to focus each year on whole life stewardship, stewardship of time, talent, temple, and treasure. And so at the beginning of each year, we sit down and we write our individual goals, and then we sit down together and talk as a family about what our goals are, what things that we think we need to work on in each of those areas, setting one to three goals in each of those areas. And so as we're going throughout the year, we've just done that. And Michael has a principle that he is going to uh, read for me from Scripture that's going to illustrate uh, why we're so intent on investing in eternity. Matthew 6:20. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Amen. Thank you, Michael. We can invest our time and our talent in a lot of things, and we know that oftentimes we're workaholics and we invest our time in trying to make more money. We talked about that in Sabbath school this morning. We can invest our time in Facebook. I spend a little more time on Facebook than uh, my daughter does, <laughs> but, but it, well, we spend significant amounts of time. In fact, if we look at social media, the average American spends about 116 minutes every day on Facebook. If we look at our lifetimes, what that means is we spend about five and a half years of our lives on Facebook if you're only spending 116 minutes. We think about television, we're spending about almost eight years, seven years and eight months to be exact with television. And so what we've challenged ourselves with is if we can spend that much time in social media, that we should be able to spend at least that much time investing in eternity. And I'm going to ask Olivia to, to speak about uh, one of the ways that we invest our time. Okay, so personally, I feel like one of the biggest things for our family is family time. So like going out to see movies or just watching TV get together and like laughing together and stuff like that. But one thing that we tend to do a lot is family worship. And it's like a common joke in our family that uh, worship goes on a little bit long. <laughs> like my older sister would always say like, when, ever since we were younger, she would say, she would text her friends, and it got to the point where if she was like, yeah, I'm going to text you after worship, they just knew she wasn't going to come back. <laughs> um, so it was like, I don't know, that's just how worship works for us. We're really talkative family, and we like to do the singing and stuff and instruments, and we talk about our day and just update each other on each, like, it's not just worship. It's like us catching up with each other and worship stuff like that. So yeah, that's just how I feel like worship is for us. How about you, Mom? So um, I'm going to talk about something a little bit different here. In addition to family time, one of the ways that we're investing in eternity is by investing in Christian education. And for us, that means sending our kids eight hours or more a day to be with faculty, like-minded people who are going to train our children, not just to be disciples, but to be able to serve and prepare for the world. Um, I actually did some math in preparation for this to see what that investment looked like for us. And we have four kids, one in elementary, middle, high school, and college. 
And for the past 15 years, our investment came to the tune of about $200,000. Now, most of you in the audience can really identify with that because you've placed your children in the care of Christian educators that can help prepare them for eternity. Um, I can tell you, while I have dreams of owning a beach home and grand vacations, um, I can already see the fruits of our investment by the choices my children are making and by, the dis by the, um, their desire to serve and to be a part of the church of today. Um, the Bible reminds us that where your heart is, that's where your treasure is also. And I will say that I feel like it's been a worthy investment, one that I will choose to do again. Um, and with that, Michael, and you know, you don't have to look further to see the fruits of that because all I had to do is look around and see the children and the wonderful the work that they're doing and how they're preparing their lives for service for God. Um, with that, will you share some closing remarks with the congregation? You know, in closing, um, we just wanted to talk about two points. Where do we see ourselves in the church now and where would we see ourselves in the future? And the reality is we look at ourselves and we know that we're an average family, a struggling family, um, a lay family that just happens to be involved in ministry, but we've always been involved in ministry no matter what. And so as, as we think about where we are now, we're just struggling. Day by day, you know, second by second, hour by hour, minute by minute, we are struggling to make sure that we are a step closer to Christ than we were yesterday. And so at the end of each day, we literally ask ourselves that during worship. And when we talk about where we would be in the future, we're really seeing ourselves doing the same sorts of things. But we're hoping that we're not standing in the same position, but that we're a little further on than we were before. As parents, we look around at our kids and looking at these kids, you just can't help but think, these young people, we can't help but think, we just want to make sure that as we step into eternity, that there's no one missing, that we are all in position, and we're praying that we can just reach out and encourage someone else to come along with the journey. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you. Good morning, church. Happy to be here. Happy Sabbath. We are the Pele family. My name is Raj Pele. This is my beautiful wife, Tina. That's my son over there, JJ. Look up. All right. <laughs> I have two girls, Dara. Say hi. All right. They're never shy, okay? And this is my other girl. Gemma, say hi. All right. I'm not sure why they're shy, because in the, in the car ride over here, I can barely hear myself speak. All right. So again, we are the Pillay family, and um, we're looking to tell you a little bit about us and what brings us closer as a family, number one, how we come together spiritually, uh, number two. And, and the last thing is we want to sort of tie it in is how's the church been, uh, uh, how, how has the church impacted us? And so, um, like you've heard from the other two families, and, and, and I can tell you right now, 
family, we got some work to do, okay? After these last two families. I mean, the book, did you see the size of the book? Woo! I can't remember the last time I read more than 15 pages in a book, but very, very impressive, very impressed. Um, but anyway, I mean, our, I feel like our family is, is constantly moving in a, in a lightning speed. We're always racing. We feel like we're in a rat race with work, with kids' activities. Um, as the kids are getting older, they got their own social stuff going on. So I tend to feel, my wife, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm speaking for her as well, that we tend to feel like we're just always trying to play catch-up, right? And one of the words that... I wish we don't say so often is yes. We say yes to everything. Hey, you free? Yes. Can you do this? Yes. So one of the words we're trying to incorporate is the word no. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, it's a challenge for us. And um, so one of the things that uh, there are many times that we feel overscheduled, like our family is missing out on quality time. So this brings to me why I am holding a broom, okay? Number one, um, Holding this broom makes me remarkably humble, okay? Because it's, uh, it's a way for me to make sure that I'm not only tidying and cleaning up my house and stuff like that, but it also humbles me in the fact that in my busy day that this is something I can have to do. I'm going I'm to sweep my house. I'm going to clean my house, okay? And we do it as a family. And, and it's easier, of course, you know, naturally, if all of us... Um, work together, we get to clean up the house and tidy up much faster, we don't have to spend a lot of time, but also allows me to teach my kids responsibility and chores, which is important, you know, because um, I want them to, to make sure that they, they have that instilled in their, in their daily, uh, daily lives. So cleaning and tidying up has, has become a family um, responsibility, it's not just dad going out there and cleaning the yard and stuff like that. So it is a way for us to all come together. So I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to hand this mic over to my wife. She's gonna tell you about her um, story in, in terms of uh, we have traditions in our family. She'll speak on vacations. My son will talk about ministry. Uh, Gemma will talk about a concept in our house we call free night. Okay, she'll tell you a little bit about that. And Thara will talk about um, how we bring the Bible and worship together. Hi, everybody. My name is Tina Pillay, and yes, Raj is, he never stops. And so I am the relaxation person, okay? This is me, glittery comfort pillow. Um, so, you know what? The one thing that we have figured is we are trying, just like every, every one of you, trying to balance our work life, our family life, school life, church life, and in all of that, Relaxation actually fills up our cup. It gives us what we need to go back and serve and to serve with a happy heart. Um, besides, what's the point of working so hard if you can't enjoy it? Um, one of the things that I look forward to is family vacation. And um, we do a big family vacation every year with my side of the family, with my mom and my dad my sister and her family, my brother and his family, my cousin and her family, it's 20 of us. And every year we go on a one week vacation together. And I love this time because this time is, for my brother, my sister and myself, is we recreate family again, except with our spouses and our children. Um, 
we fight <laughs> on vacation, but that's okay. Uh, but we also have so many amazing memories. It gives my children a time to connect with their cousins. It gives us a time to bond with each other. Um, and we just make amazing memories and simple experiences together. Our family has inherited a model to work hard, but we also now know how to play hard as well. So now I'm going to turn it over to JJ. Good morning, church. Good morning. I, I'm JJ, and my mom and dad are constantly, 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 never-ending, volunteering for all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Never ends. Sometimes it's a ministry for church. Sometimes it's for Sabbath school. And other times they volunteer at my school. But now I really enjoy when they do volunteering because I usually go along with them and I get to make new friends, learn a new skill, but mostly I just like the fact that we're doing it together. One of the ministries our family supports is called Sports on Sunday, which is a soccer program that allows Adventist kids like me to play sports on Sundays instead of on the Sabbath. Because of this ministry, we get to be involved in sports and also I get to up my soccer skills. Hi everyone, I'm Thara. I love that no matter how crazy or busy we get, we always end our day while praying to each other. Our worship time is usually all of us together in my room. We start with Psalms 23 and end with the Lord's Prayer. My parents helped us memorize these verses and we say it all together. This is a play routine and I, and I will remember it for all my life. What's special about our worship is that we get to pray to pray about our day, our problems, and for families and friends. It always calms me and lets me know that God is always with me. Hi, my name is Gemma and I'm the littlest. My favorite family time is what we call free night. Free night is really cool for me because I look forward to it every week. Free night means that everyone gets to choose what type of food they want to eat and what activity, activity they want to do. Sometimes we go to two to three places to get food and bring it home. <laughs> After we get to choose what we want to do, such as watch a movie, which we always do, read a book, or play board games. It's our choice. Free night is a play tradition, a tradition we all enjoy and cherish. Thank you. All right. Now that you guys know a little bit more about us, I just want to wrap it up and, um, and, and just say that um, there is you know, growing up, there's, there's one question that I always seem to ask myself, right? And it's, it's just three words. And at the end of the day, I have to be able to answer this question honestly. And the three words is, how you living? Okay? And by asking that question, how am I living? I have to be honest when I give that, when I give that answer. Am I living in the way that Jesus would be proud of me? Am I living and by being kind? Am I giving? Am I serving? If I can honestly give a good answer to that question, then I'm living good. And I want to raise my kids the same way. 
by asking those very three questions. How you living? How you living, JJ? And sometimes it's wonderful to get the answers, but there are sometimes that I get answers that worry me. And those are the tough conversations that, that I have to have as a parent. And so well, I'll leave you with this. Um, you know, no matter what, what you may be facing at the end of the day, ask yourself those three questions and give yourself an honest answer. Thanks, guys. Hi there, we're the Jordash family. And uh, Roman is in the sixth grade. He's a, our junior higher in our family. And Lance is in the fourth grade. And um, my husband, Costin, there at the end. We, we recently moved here in August. This is our first school year here at Spencerville Adventist Academy. And we love it so much. And um, we're just so honored to be up here with other families who are just sharing the reality of life and sharing the realities of growing spiritually together as a family. And as you can see, we have some things in common with the other families and maybe a few unique things. Um, as you see, struggling here, we'll hear more about him in just a moment, but why don't you get us started, Costin? All right, so when we heard the three questions, the first one was a bit of a no-brainer for us because togetherness is one of our core values as a family. We, we struggle and we do whatever it takes to intentionally spend time together all four of us. So we, we brought some, some examples, as did the other families, of ways in which we do that. So um, I brought a, a stack of books over here, and we, uh, we take time to read together, if at all possible. One of the things that we have probably all read through, the Bible story set. No, this is not a canvas for the Bible story set. <laughs> but we have read through not only this one, but another great series that we found on the life of several characters in the Old Testament, and we've enjoyed that together. But we love different kinds of genres, biography being one of them. We all read together the story of Ben Franklin, found out some fascinating things about Ben Franklin that we never knew. And then we also have this giant book to tell you all that we love to do science experiments in our home. We have not yet blown up the place, but we're getting fairly close to it. And... Uh, <laughs> Standish family, you can borrow the book after we're done. <laughs> and then this is the latest one that we're going through. We are reading our way through the complete works of Jules Verne. Those of you who are Vernians in the, in the congregation, we're reading through. Lance, can you tell us what book are we currently reading in here? Mysterious Island. The Mysterious Island, right. So we, we love to read, and we love to read together in particular. And one of the things that we love to do sometimes is called a family pile. Um, we all get together in our bed, all four of us. We pile in there, and we love to read together. You know, we thought of setting up a bed here this morning and reenacting it for you, but decided not to do that. So, okay, so Roman, you have something or someone there around your neck. Can you tell us who do you have, and how does he contribute to our sense of togetherness? Uh, this is my pet, Sir Hiss, and... He brings us together because um, we all have to help take care of him, and it helps us appreciate nature. Excellent. So, by the way, did you did you tell everyone what his name is? Oh, Sir Hiss, along with our other pet, 
Bubba, a spunky dog, helps us appreciate nature and helps us spend time together. Now, Lance, you've brought a couple of things too. Maybe we should scoot over so you can show everyone what you brought. What did you bring today, and how does it help us stay together as a family? I brought games, and games help us come together as a family because they help us work together and solve problems, and they're also really fun. And my favorite is Monopoly. All right. Any other Monopoly fans out there? Come on, now's the time. Let us see it. Absolutely. Thank you, Lance. Now, Leah, you're wearing something very unique for church. Uh, tell it? us just a little bit about that and how it helps us stay together. Well, I'm not the only one in our family that prepares food, but I'm wearing this apron because mealtime is a really important part of our family. And when Costa and I first decided to, to have a family 10 years into our marriage, we decided that eating as many meals around the table would be an important value for us. And so we do that. And not only do we eat together, but we prepare food together. And, and holiday times are very special with special kinds of food. And it brings us together in a way that we can have conversation and that feeling of togetherness. Uh, a lot of good conversations, intimate conversations happen over the dinner table. And um, a lot of family arguments happen around the table as well when we're talking about the things that are important to us, the things that are on our hearts, the things that we need to hash out together. And we spend a lot of time doing that, um, eating good food, and we spend a lot of money doing that as well, <laughs> eating, eating our good food. Um, the second question was about how all of these things that bring us together as a family also help us to grow spiritually. And obviously, whenever we are learning to connect with other people in intimate relationship, that is a spiritual activity. And if we're not learning how to have conversation and how to be intimate and, and how to come together and work together as a unit and how to work out our problems, then when we want to have a relationship with God, we're not going to know how to do those things with him either. And so coming together as a family in all of these activities that we do and everyone expressing themselves with their own interests and all of us coming together to support each other in those things uh, helps us to grow spiritually. Sometimes we do very intentional spiritual activities with our family worship, with things that we read and going to church and participating in Christian school. But we've learned that life as a whole has a spiritual element to no matter what we're doing. And, and that's one of the things that we have found a huge value because sometimes you are tempted to feel guilty when you're not doing enough spiritual things in your life. But if you look at the thing, the daily things of your life in a spiritual way, you can connect with God just through the everyday things that you do together as a family. And then we got to the third question about how we see ourselves involved with church. And to believe it or not, as a ministry family, that was one of the harder questions that we grappled with together as a family. As we thought about that third question, the first thing we thought is, we have two pastors in one family. So you can imagine that our whole family is married to the church. We are immersed in the church. Uh, church comes very natural to us in, in the rhythms of our lives. Uh, but, but then we thought to ourselves, wait a minute, these guys are just sort of going along for the ride. And we realized that we had never asked them this very specific question. How will you be involved in the kingdom of heaven? How will you be involved in, in the life of the church? So we realized that this was a great opportunity for us to listen 
to what our children think about the church and how they view themselves connected to the church, not through our connection to the church, but through their own connection. And we came to the realization that because we've never asked them, they haven't really done a lot of thinking about that. And that was something that was profound to us, that this, this gave us an opportunity to have a very important conversation together as a family. Where do we see ourselves, and more importantly, where do our, our children see themselves? Apart from our relationship to the church, where do they see themselves? And in saying that, I just want to encourage all of, all of you, all of us out there, we're all looking to, to be better people, to grow spiritually, and one way we can do that is to make sure that we are having open conversations about our spiritual lives among our family members and then even with each other. That's why we have a church family. That's why we have a school family, so that we can encourage each other, so that we can give each other ideas, so that we can let each other know when we're struggling and maybe help walk through that together as families. And I think that all of the families that were up here this morning are very transparent about the fact that we're not perfect, but we're all doing our best. And when we, when we are not able to handle it on our own, it's so good to know that we have you to look to and to count on and that you have us to do the same. And I just want to encourage you to do that on behalf of the Spencerville Seventh-day Adventist Church and Spencerville Adventist Academy. Um, it's a challenge for each of us today that we would be intentional about spiritual growth in our families. Um, in our personal individual lives and in the lives of the people that we care about. You, you might not have children. Maybe you have grandchildren or nieces and nephews or some other relationship where um, you're not comfortable speaking about spiritual things. But it's so important because if we don't talk about it and we don't think about it, then the vision for the future won't ever happen. The vision of how we're going to be connected to each other, connected to church, connected to the kingdom. If we're not talking about it, that vision won't be seen. And so we want to encourage all of our families to talk about it together and also to do something new today that you maybe haven't tried before. Some small thing, even if it's just meeting for five minutes to read a book once a week, whatever that may be, do something new and intentional. And because we believe that the enemy doesn't want us to do this, for anyone who would like to have a special blessing in your commitment to be more intentional about growing spiritually in your family, we invite you just to stand and we're going to have a prayer together for, for anyone who would like that added uh, blessing of the Holy Spirit as you seek to draw closer to God within your family circle. Will you stand? Lord God, we thank you so much that we can come together as a church family and share the stories of our lives, share the stories of our desire to come closer to each other and closer to you. I pray, Lord, that all those standing, that you would see their hearts and that you would know their desire to, to be closer to you and more connected to you, not just by themselves, but within their relationships and within their family circles. Lord, I pray for healing where there has been brokenness. I pray for courage where there has been discouragement. I pray for uplifting, Lord, where there has been downfall. And Lord, together I pray that we would encourage each other. And, and like the, um, the Brown family said, that when we come to stand before you on that great day of your return, that none would be missing. 
We thank you for this and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.